Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Good morning, amen. Grab my water, hallelujah. No, you didn't. Praise God. Amen. Wow. Already in October, amen, and it's still hot. Hallelujah. What's going on here, amen? Well, hopefully we just got one more week of this, and then we go back into some cooler weather. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to the book of Jeremiah. I just want to use this. I've been using it in the previous uh, series. Amen. I want to continue to use it to feed off of that today. Amen. So Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. And the word of God says this, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbanks with roots. Somebody say roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees or such Christians or such believers are not bothered by the heat or the storms or battles or trials or worried or they don't trip by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. They, they keep coming. They, they keep giving. They keep serving. They keep growing. Amen. They keep trusting and they stay faithful. Proverbs or Psalms 92.13 says this, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him it's time to grow. Oh, come on, say it out, mean it. It's time to grow. It's time to grow, bro. <laughs> Broette, whatever you want to call each other, amen, ladies. But it's time to grow. How many want to grow? I said, how many want to grow in this place? Come on. We, we went deeper. So as we go deeper, something has to happen on the upward. Come on. Something has to happen inside us. We start to grow now. Come on. These, these preachers came to root ourselves deeper. These, these preachers came to bring a word from the Lord to our church at the well, amen, that we would go deeper, amen. But we're not meant to stay deep. We're meant to go up too. So as we go down, we grow up. So it's time to grow up. Amen. Tell yourself, it's time for me to grow up. Time for me to grow up. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know that God knows everything? He knows every. You cannot fool God. You, you cannot lie to God. He, he knows all things, church. He knows everything. He is everywhere. Come on, that secret closet is not a secret closet to God. He knows where you're at. Come on, you can't, you can't, you can't say, oh, I can't find him. No, he knows where you're at. Amen. Come on, he is everywhere. He is all powerful. He never changes, church. Come on, the Bible declares that he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, church. And so today, I want to minister a two-part mini-series entitled, Let God be God. Come on, tell, tell your neighbor, let God be God. Come on, you got to let God 
be God. Amen. You know what? Uh, you know, I, I want to look at God's sovereignty today. And that will help us to stay rooted, to continue to grow deep roots that, that we're not moved by the winds of life. Come on, we just got out of a conference and the wind started to blow. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, it started to blow. It's trying, it's trying to mess with us. Amen. Did you, did you, did you fall back on it or did you lean into it, church? Come on, if we are going to grow, then we need to know the sovereignty of God. Amen. That we don't, Father, be moved by the winds in order for us to produce good fruit. Come on, there has to be good fruit. You know, through this conference that we all gave into, the conference of the expense of the conference, uh, the speakers I brought down, the hotels that we booked, uh, or flights that we flow in, whatever that is, I mean, all that was an investment to you that you can grow good fruit. Come on, there has to be something that comes out of it, amen. That's why I said it's time to grow, amen. We need to start producing. Come on. There was, on the other hand, there was things hitting our church. On the other hand, there was people growing and said, I want to produce fruit. God, Pastor, I want to do something more. I want to do this. I want to. And so things started happening also, but there's a battle. Come on. That's always going to be a constant battle in the church. Come on. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on. So we got to understand the definition of sovereignty is this. Supreme power controlling influence. The fact that God is sovereign essentially means that he has all power, all wisdom, all authority to do anything he chooses within his creation. God can do whatever he wants to do in your life. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Come on. You got to know that God is in control. Until you start to understand that in your life, that God is in control, you're going to have a hard time. God is in control. We tend to forget about that sometimes, and then we, say I, we take control, and that's when it gets out of control. You, got, you, you guys got to listen to this. Don't let the enemy take away things from blocking what you need to hear today. Because God wants to speak his sovereignty over you. He wants to speak to your situation. He wants to speak to your storms. And you got to understand today that, that when you get try to get control of it, you make a mess of it. Somebody say amen. Come on. If we don't let God in control, we make a mess of it. See, some of us here today need to let God... Be God. You need to let God be God in your marriages. You need to let God be God in your finances, in your circumstances. Amen. But some of us don't. We want control. Come on, somebody. Come on. We want to be God in that situation. And because we don't like what God is doing at times in our lives. Somebody say amen. And when we don't like that, we take over. When we don't see it going our way, we get in the mix of it and we mess things up. We take over and he, speaking of God, has all power. You don't. You have nothing. It says that we are nothing without God. But when we have God, we got everything. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, we have everything with God. Why, why are you going to try to take control of what God can do in your life and control in your life? First Chronicles 29, 11 says this, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Somebody say all things. All things. Another translation says this. We adore you as being in control of everything. He is in control of everything, church, because he created, listen, everything. Isaiah chapter 14, 26 to 27 says this. This is my plan for the whole earth. I will do it by my mighty power that reaches everywhere around the world. The Lord, the God of the battle has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hands move, who can stop him? Come on, Isaiah 46.10 says out of the New Century Version, it says, From the beginning, I told you what will happen in the end. A long time ago, I told you things that have not happened yet. When I plan something, it happens. When I want to do it, I will do it. The Bible says that everything is moving towards a purpose. There is a goal, church. God is always going forward. God is always stepping into the new. Come on, uh, come on. He's not a God, uh, though he's a God of yesterday, but he's always a God that's moving into the new. Amen. We, we don't, he doesn't live on the past. He lives on the present and he lives on the future. He's pushing us to our future. He's pushing us to our goal. He's pushing us to our destiny. It's always going about forward. Amen. When you stop the process, you stop growing church and the purpose and destiny dies. Amen. It's about moving forward and say, God, I don't care what happened yesterday's gone there's a song that says yesterday's gone today i'm in need amen today you gotta find your purpose today you gotta move forward church stop living on yesterday god is about going forward he says open your eyes i'm about to do something new don't you see it are you blinded by your problems? Are you blinded by your own attitude? Are you blinded, amen, because you don't trust me no more? Are you blinded because you don't want me to give me the controls? Go forward. There's a new thing happening, and I'm bringing it into the desert, amen, and I'm going to move you forward, says God. He's about moving us forward, church. He wants new. How many want new in your life? Don't it feel good to get new shoes and new new threads and a new haircut? Come on, if don't don't tell me don't feel good. It feels good. But yeah, we want to live on the old. God says, I got something new for you. Come on, he says, don't don't you see it? God's doing something. I'm sharing things of vision. God just, man, he's dropping so much in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I always, I always go ahead. Amen. I don't live right here. I'm always over there. Holly, I'm, a, I'm waiting for you on the other side. I'm, a, I'm a like, man, I see it. God, I want them to see it. I'm like, I'm moving. He's showing me things. He's helping me to build that thing. And he's brought a team around my wife and I. We're going forward. And there's, like I said, the five-fold ministries in this house, amen. And we're using and we're operating, amen. Because we're here to equip, amen, the saints, amen. That they don't get blown by every wind and teaching, amen. That you don't get lied by the lies and the devil that comes and whispers in your ears. Come on. He's giving us understanding. 
God is in control. I'm here to let you know there's a plan, church. And God is control. He's in control of that plan. Anything in his control, listen, church, can never get out of control. Everything that God has, he has. Anything he said he'll do, he'll do. The word that goes out, it'll, it'll accomplish whatever the word said is going to do. That, that's God. That, that's how powerful. That's how mighty is it. I don't care what you think your plans look like. I don't care what you think you see. Amen. I can change it, says God. We mess it up. Say, I mess it up. When we take control. You ever try to help God out? <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> God, I, I, God, you're too busy saving the world. I'm, I'm going to handle this situation. And we mess things up. Come on, church. Just be real. You're not God. You can't fix it. You can't help him out. He doesn't need your help. We need his help. Come on. I don't care how long you've been saved. I'm going to care. 40, 30 years, it doesn't matter. God is still God. God is in control of our lives, church. The scripture says that the God's sovereignty decides when and where you are going to be born for such a time as this. Come on, Acts 17, 26 says this. From one man, Adam, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He, speaking of God, decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. He determines their boundaries. Come on, the, the New Century Version says this. God began by making one person, and from him came all kinds of different people who lived everywhere in the world. God decided exactly when and where they must live. You see, Right now, he sees you. He saw you in October of 2022. He chose you to be here. Come on, hallelujah. He chose you to be here, hallelujah. He chose Sister Bloom to be here, hallelujah, at this time. Did you know that? He chose you. He chose you to be here to walk into this church. He chose you to be here. He ch God chose you. He chose you to be here. Not somewhere else. He chose you to be right here. Stop running in your mind. Stop running from God where he chose you where to be. Did you know that God also chose how long you'll live? You don't control that. Sickness doesn't control that. God controls that. Come on. Job chapter 14, 5 says this. You have decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we shall live. We are not given a minute longer. He knows to the exact second when you go. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So you can work out all you want. You can eat as healthy as you want. It's not going to stop it. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to do that. That's just for you to feel better. <laughs> okay, I can eat all the donuts I want now. <laughs> Pastor said. No, don't, don't go. You guys just run with this stuff, amen. Not saying you're not supposed to be healthy. You know, health does help you. 
in living a good life, but it does not control the length of your life. Only God does. I'm just saying God is the controller of that because healthy people die all the time. Come on, I'm, I'm just speaking truth, church. So I'm not saying we, we can't trick God. We can't say, oh, I'm going to do this and this, and I'm going to live longer than anybody else. No, no, God still is in control. Come, somebody go like that. It's the truth. God is in control. He is in control, amen. We do what we need to do to live a healthy, good life. Don't get me wrong, church. You, we want to live. The days that we have, we want to be happy. We don't want to be sick. We don't want to go through things. Come on, somebody. Help, help me out because some of you guys are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ultimately, the thing I'm saying is God is in control. Amen. The Bible says that God has already decided your natural abilities and the gifts that you have. You didn't earn them. They were given to you. Those gifts that you have, God gave you those gifts. Amen. So let me ask you a question then. If God is in control of everything, do we even have free will? Yes, we do. Come on. Is there really freedom from choice? Yes. But listen, your, your choices are limited. Why? Because God is in control. You have free will, but they are limited. There are boundaries of which you cannot go beyond. In Acts chapter 17, 26 that I just read states a statement at the end that he determines our boundaries. Listen, you can run away from God, but there are boundaries and God will bring you back or pull you back where you belong. Just ask Jonah. Come on. I try to run from God. Where did he bring me back? There's certain boundaries that I cannot cross. Amen. There, there, there's things there. Now, now, within those boundaries, things can happen by our choices. But there are certain things that God will not let you go beyond. Can somebody say amen? Come on, it's like playing a chess game with God. You, can, you have the freedom to make all the kinds of moves in the game. But at the end, guess who wins? God wins. Why? Because he's in control. He knows the game a lot more than we do, church. The Bible does say that he gives us freedom. He gives you and I freedom. Freedom to choose how we want to live. Freedom to choose how we want to act. Amen. But once you make those choices, listen, church, once you make those choices, you are not totally free to choose the consequences. God says if you do certain things, then certain things are going to be the result of it. In other words, amen, you are going to reap what you sow. Hallelujah. So if you do A, expect B to come. Right? Come on. You're not going to skip to a, a, a Z or D or whatever. A, a, then B is going to come because why? God is in control. I want us to take, a, uh, take this idea today inside our minds that if God is in control, right? God's in control. Are you guys all in that same boat with me? God is in control? Yes? Yes? All right. If God is in control, I want to talk about some practical ways that this applies in our lives. I want us to look on how God's control affects you and I. And I want to look at, our, at your plans, your problems, and your prayers. But today, I'm just going to hit on 
your plans. Somebody say my plans. Your plans. I'm going to mess up your plans right now. <laughs> How many have plans? You should have some plans. How many have plans? Come on, you have plans after service? I don't know about you, I'm eating. <laughs> you have some plans, right? There's some plans. Maybe some of you guys are going to watch the game. Hopefully we win, finally. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We go in four, I'm done. Hallelujah. I'm just going to root for the Dodgers. Hallelujah. Woo! Go Dodger blue. Hallelujah. Come on, we all have plans, right? We have some plans, right? We all make plans, church. I'm going to hit on your plans. Our plans, since God is, is in control, those plans even have limits. Come on. Our plans are limited. They are not definite. You can make a plan, but it's not definite. Come on. They can still be able to be changed. So our plans are conditional. They have not been fully worked out. You have a plan, but it has not been fully worked out. We all heard the phrase, the sky's the limit, right? Come on. But the fact is, the sky is not the limit. God is. He decides the limitations in your life. Proverbs 19.21 says this, You can make many plans, but the Lord's, the Lord's purpose will prevail. The New Century Version puts it like this, People can make all kinds of plans, but only the Lord's plan will happen. The new, new Good News says this, you may make, uh, We may make our plans, but God has the last word. Come on. Have you ever noticed something at times that sometimes your plans don't always work out? <laughs> you ever planned something and it just, it just went the opposite way? Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. There was last, last Sunday, man, we had a great service, man, a great wow conference. We went to go eat and I was saying, man, praise the Lord. This is good. The Raiders are surely going to win today. <laughs> and those plans failed. Amen. But it did not take away my joy. <laughs> Come on. Plans change, church. Sometimes things don't go the way you planned it. You, you plan an outing. You plan something in your mind. You think in your mind, oh, it's going to be great. We're going to go to the beach. It's going to be fun. Only to know that, you know, someone stole your stuff. <laughs> or you lost your wallet. Or things happen. Sometimes plans don't go the way. You planned it. Can somebody say amen? amen? I remember when we first opened up our, our, this PCLV over 22 years ago, amen. We, we opened up. We planned it out, amen. We planned this, this showing three movies, amen. We're going to show these movies. We're going to serve some hot dogs. And, and, and people are going to come out. And I'm going to preach the first sermon. So we, they, they sent an outreach team from the, from the Mother Church. Honey Park Church comes out, amen. We pass all kinds of flyers. God is moving, I mean, people are getting saved, right, babe? They're getting saved on the street, amen? People said, I'll be there. I'll be there. So I told my wife, we need to make bigger plans. We need to buy more hot dogs. There's a lot of people coming. The rent, the, the, the little place that we rent, it's not going to work out, man. We're, it's going to be packed out. What are we going to do? I was freaking out. They're like, come on, it's going to be good. We got all these hot dogs ready. We grilled them. I said, they're all ready. The hot dogs are ready. The sodas are ready. And two people show up. No, that was Sarah and Miriam. <laughs> Sarah showed up for the hot dogs. Hallelujah. And she's been here ever since. Come on, somebody. Over 22 years ago. 
she walks in and we're like, okay, they're, they're coming. Come on, just, just play the movie, amen. And no one came. So the door opened. Oh, it's my son. <laughs> come on, church. At the total, five people come. Sometimes things don't work out the way you plan. Can somebody say amen? amen. But the plan was, she got saved. <laughs> and she's still here today. Look at her. Everyone, everyone stare at Sarah right now. Stare at her. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Rudy, 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 Your plans are tentative, church, because we really can't see what's ahead. We can only assume, we can only picture something of our plans, but, but we really don't know what's ahead. You make plans, but your plans are really changeable. Things can change in your plans. I wanted to be an architect. In high school, that was my goal. I wanted to be an architect, amen. And then, then from there, I, I wanted to be a director of operations at a store I was working in L.A. I wanted to climb the corporate ladder, amen. I wanted, I wanted a six-figure income, amen. I wanted to reach high places. That was my goals. That was my plans. That was my dreams, amen. But God changed my plans and made me a preacher, a pastor, and moved my family to Las Vegas. Hallelujah. And to tell you the truth, I like this plan better. I really do. Six figures would be nice, but, you know, this plan's okay. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's in control. You need to be tentative in your plans. You need to be flexible in your plans that things can change. And you're going to have to learn to adjust to the changes. James chapter 4, 13 and 15 says this. Now listen. You say tomorrow or today or tomorrow we'll go, we'll go to this city or that city. We'll spend a year there or carry a business on and make money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. And it goes on to say, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. We make plans without God in it. You make plans and you run and God's not in it. You make plans on selfish decisions. You make plans on emotion. You make plans, and you have not even talked to God about it. Some people make plans, and their plans get messed up. And when plans are messed up, people throw a fit. People get a little crazy. You ever seen people get cray-cray over a plan that was messed up? Come on, you ever order something that's not the way you planned it? Not the way you saw it? Like, that's not how the picture looks. <laughs> I want the picture. This hamburger's smaller than the picture. I mean, I want, I want the big hamburger. Come on, we, we make all these plans and we get disappointed. And when we go get things our way, man, we get a little crazy. And for some of us, we, we lose some hair. Except Gabe. Abe got all the hair. I mean, how do Everything that you lost, he gains. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't give him no more hair. Right? 
We get frustrated. We get mad. And, and all this stuff causes hair loss. You lose hair because, yeah, yeah, really, baby. <laughs> you guys can go home. Oh, yeah, I worry too much. <laughs> oh, I guess she don't worry at all. Look at her hair. She has to control that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, church, let me tell you, plans can get messed up. And when they get messed up and they'll flow our way, we get a little angry. And when we get a little angry, guess what? We tell God, you're not in control no more. I'm in control now. And then we start getting things and we put our hands into the control. We start doing the things that we want to do. And then things get messed up. And then we blame God. You ever blame God? You, you lied to me. God doesn't lie. It's not in his character to lie. He cannot lie. The devil, on the other hand, is a liar, and that's part of his character. He, he can't even tell the truth. It's not, it's not in him to tell the truth, amen. He, he'll, he'll sound like the truth, but it's really a lie. And so you got to understand, church, that when things get messed up and our plans get messed up, amen, we get a little crazy, amen, knowing that God's in control. We say, God, you don't know what you're doing, and we take control, and we mess things up, and we start to blame everyone around us except for yourself, because you're the one that made the choice. God says, I'm in control. You do this and that, this will happen. But you got free will. So when you do this, that way, I'm here to let you know that this is going to happen. He lets us know, too. He gives us forewarning. He gives you the free will, but we bring on the consequences, sirs. And when those choices are made... We cannot change because you reap what you sow. It's a law, church. It's a spoken law by God. He speaks it. Not that he can't change it. God can change anything because he's God. But when you make your own choices, those things happen. Come on, if you touch something that's hot, what's going to happen? You're going to get burned. And yet we think something different, like, oh, not, not me, watch this. We got to tell our kids, don't get there. You're going to burn your hand, you're going to burn your hand. Really? I don't think so. Ah, I told you. Ah, that's like you guys. You guys, you get a little, ah, pastor. I told you. I told you not to do that. I told you not to say that. I told you not to go. I told you what to do, and you didn't do it, so those are your results. Now, I make plans, church, but I realize that God has the final calls in my life. He calls the shots. I wanted a pastor. I wanted Hawaii. He gave me Vegas. I wanted to be on the beaches of Hawaii and preach the gospel in shorts. Hallelujah. Mahalo. Whatever. See, I didn't even know the language no more. Aloha. <laughs> but he's in control. I realize that my plans, though they're good plans, he can change them. He calls the shots. So instead of saying, God, I want you to bless what I'm doing, we should say, God, help me to do what you're blessing. 
God, I want to move where you want me to move. Where, where are you moving in the church? I want to flow that way. I got my own plans. I got my own thing. But no, God, I want to flow where you're flowing. I want to do what you're doing. I want you to bless what you're doing. Let me be part of that plan. We have to realize, church, that our, our plans may change. Uh, things may go different, amen. And that's the kind of right attitude that we and I have to have, amen, that, that when things just don't work out, I say, okay, God, uh, you're in control, God. I, I may have thought something like this. It may have been a God idea, but not a God plan. Can somebody say amen? amen. I remember moving into this building. I had big plans. Oh, my Lord. I worked hard. We worked hard. Amen. Uh, come on. We're going to have this grand opening. Pastor Abraham is coming to town. It's going to about to get cray cray. Hallelujah. We're doing our 12 year anniversary. I had some big plans. Amen. I worked hard. I, I got up early from seven in the morning to seven at night. I wanted to make God's house. Amen. Perfect. Amen. For our grand opening. Amen. I was working hard and almost had a nervous breakdown. So I wanted God's house perfect. I had plans. I had pictures how it looked. But things were changed. Come on. The flooring back ordered. I get, I get hindered, amen. Oh, they promised me something, and I said, okay, all right. And they plan around it, and it's not there. And I'm like, I, you can't mess up my plans, Amen. <laughs> Amen. I get, I, oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. So we have no flooring. Amen. So the place was dusty because it was on cement. I don't know if you were here. We had just put the plat. These things were on the floor. That was our little platform. Amen. But everything else was dusty. Amen. And man, it was like everywhere we moved, we went, we went home with dust. Man, we had white here, white here, white there. Everywhere was white on us. And like, I don't like, and I, I don't like that. I hate dirt. Oh, that drove me nuts. I want carpet. I want flooring. God, I, you know, I don't like this. I was mad. Oh my God. I was like, oh, oh we were sweeping. I'm like, where does the dust come? We swept and swept and like more dust. What the heck's going on? Oh my Lord. Oh, I'm getting hindered now remembering. I was losing it. Not only was I having a nervous breakdown from putting it together, now I'm losing it. My wife told me real calmly, you need to chill. Just like that. You need to chill. I think she was wearing the hat too that day. You need to chill. And she tells me, because my, my, my wife is not a planner. She's spontaneous. But at the same time, she knows God will, she'll know that God will move. And she says, babe, everything's going to be all right. Don't trip. Let's just have church. And that's what we did, church. We had church and God moved. I mean, God, people are falling out, amen, getting up all white in the back, amen. And we're like, what's going on there? We're having church, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's moving, amen. We didn't care. Our hair's all messed up, all white. We're patting each other outside. <laughs> we sometimes need to realize that God is in control. 
You sometimes need to realize that God is still sovereign, church. God is still on the throne, amen. His grace, church, is still efficient. His blood still works. The tomb is still empty, amen. The spirit of God is still moving. His promises are still there. His name is still all-powerful. His joy is still our strength. His mercies are still endured forever, church. Know the God that we serve, and he's a sovereign God. He is in control. Just let God be God. Come on. That should be our saying for the rest of the year. I'm just going to let God be God. I'm not going to put my hand on anything. I'm not going to try to control anything. I'm not going to try to dictate anything. I'm not going to assume anything. And if I make plans, they're tentative. And I know that he can change those plans. But if they get changed, I'm not going to blow my testimony. I'm not going to lose my salvation. God is still God. Amen. And I will stand on it. And I will stand on his promises. Why? Because he's in control. Let God be God. Proverbs 16.9 says this, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The Living Bible says we should make plans counting on God to direct us. Why the plans worked at our conference is because God directed the steps. He poured into our hearts what to pray for. He poured into our hearts what we need to ask for. We didn't ask for anything selfish. We asked that everyone in the house be blessed, especially our speakers, amen, and God moved. I prayed the blessings over our, our teams, and, and you know what? Things may not have gone smoothly as we thought, but it worked out because God's in control. Amen. I'm hungry now. And he better not mess up that plan. <laughs> Amen. I'm a, oh, never mind. I'll eat it any way it comes. Amen. Make plans, church. Listen, I'm not saying don't make plans. Make plans, but realize they are tentative. Lord, do what you want me to do. Let that be our prayer, church. We need to pray about, you got to pray about your plans too. Don't just make them, pray about them. Come on, we make plans, amen, and God's not even in it. You didn't even ask me. You know what, I'm going to California. Well, who said you can go to California? Is it part of God's plan? It can be simple things like that, church. Come on. You got to ask, make plans. God, help me make provisions. Guide it. Open the door. If it's not going to work, shut the door. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for guidance. That's what we lack as a church. We do what we want to do, even though it's a good thing. But is it a God thing? God, am I supposed to go here? God, am I supposed to do that? God, tell me. I'm talking about plans, church. I'm not saying do I buy, you know, a Big Mac or, or a little burger. I'm not talking about that. Uh, sir, what do you want? Excuse me, I'm, I'm asking God right now. <laughs> Should I go with a number two or number three? What, what is it, God? Tell me, hurry, they're waiting. Come on, guys. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you got to include God in every, every little things like that, but you got to include him in some of your plans. I say you got to include him in some of your plans. Somebody say amen. 
You know what I'm talking about? Those things that is going to be life-changing. Those things that are going to affect your life, affect others. You better include God in that plan. And if you let him in, he'll control the plan, church. I'm going to close today. And when I finish, I'll finish this in a few weeks because there's things that happen in the next couple of weeks. Amen. We've got big Al coming. Amen. And uh, next weekend, amen, ministering. Amen. And uh, in the following weekend, my, my Pastor Brandon's going to minister his first message here as a pastor. Hallelujah. Uh, I got to go do a, a anniversary service in California. Amen. So I'll be gone. Amen. And so. Uh, I'm taking Pastor Victor with me, amen. We're going to go as a team over there. So, uh, so we're going to pray. You guys are going to be great. My son's going to come minister his boots off, amen. I don't know if he has boots, but he's going he's to preach them off, amen. Hallelujah. And so I'll finish this second part, amen. If the Lord be willing, and we'll look at your problems and your prayers. Your problems and your prayers, amen. But today, let's come under the sovereignty of God. And let's let him back in the controls because he is in control, church. And let God be God. Come on, let's all stand up. Amen.